Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. Episode 62, is it? It'd be good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Luminous Halpin. I'm yeah, this look. I went for it. It's very loud. I can't really wear it in public. Yeah. But, uh, Mark, a big news story coming from Westmead. I spotted it there um, just as I was preparing for uh, the 2FM York. So it's news coming from a Westmead couple who were remaining anonymous, right? Mm. And uh, they claim to have viewed a UFO for eight minutes. And they've reported it there to the National UFO Reporting Centre. So the report filed anonymously by a 43-year-old said that on May 4th, he and uh, called his partner because they were in the bed and he happened to look out the window and he saw what he says was a, a big circle shape, flashing lights and changing colours, green, red, yellow and blue. And then uh, it was described as huge. It was definitely not a drone. And uh, they were looking up in shock. And then uh, they tried to record it. But then as soon as they did so, it flew off and it was as if they knew I wanted to record it. And they, they added then that they tend to be sceptical and she had never previously believed in UFOs. We have a national UFO I think this center. went, I'd say this went to um, America. 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 The home of the UFOs. <laughs> Well, I know we've talked about UFOs out three weeks in a row, but yeah. this this is extraordinary, isn't it? It's getting a bit out of hand, isn't it? The things are yeah. picking up. Yeah. I don't know. It's like what Terrence McKenna says about time. That you know, He says that time is always getting faster. And the UFO mm. segments are becoming more it's common now. Up. Yeah. And more, you know. mm. Do you get that with McKenna? Or, yeah. I don't know. I know. Like, I don't really get the time speeding up thing. He talks a lot of strange. Goes on a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah time. Like that is very out there. Like how do you describe it's just life is busier now or like how like everything is instant now and i suppose it is but like you take that for granted as a sign of progress through technology you do like i took a few days off social media there for a while and mm. things do slow down right because i even said it to uh, breed i was talking to her about it and she's like i downloaded instagram to post something on the paper tuesday's page after mm. being off it for a couple of days and as soon as i put my phone down the next time i picked it up i went straight to look into instagram but i deleted it after i used it so straight away i was wanting to get back to that because it's like going when you're don't have social media it's like going and then you go straight into social media it's like going from mass into a circus because you have everything just like bang straight in front of your face yeah all these people doing all these things whereas before it was kind of like silence it was more uh, i think robert green the author posted something or it's actually in his book laws human nature that i've been reading and it's that these uh social media platforms aren't uh, media for quiet reflection they're for the opposite they're to, they're to invoke feelings and in, invoke certain emotions that will keep you engaged with it mm. so there's no time for a quiet reflection there's no time for looking back and you know analyzing things in your own life mm. which it, it makes sense you know time is speeding up it's it's all getting faster we're not slowing down we're no. not reflecting we're going in the opposite way mm. oh, i don't know oh <laughs> uh, we were to have a chat with ryan davin and uh anyway that's <laughs> Oh, so we're going completely off the cuff here, right? Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> let's see what we can find. I'm go- so I'm going to give away a little secret here. Okay. Uh, I've been finding my la- latest news stories off Reddit, ah. off different subreddits. Reddit is the fucking gem. Yeah. Right now it's a gem, and it's also a heap of shit in most places. Yeah. So it's off various threads on Reddit. I get it. So this one is called News of the Stupid. Right. So I'll find an article here. So Rob Schneider suggests using guns against the potential of a third vaccine. So Rob Schneider is the guy from the Adam Sandler films, you know, uh, group hug in the showers tonight. Did you ever see that one? Um, that's I. him. You know him. 
Oh, vaguely familiar. But anyway, I'm sure our right. listeners. Are, oh. So uh, Rob Snyder's vaccine take still backs getting it. Uh, do do Rob Snyder seems to be saying that the best way to ward off COVID vaccine is with an old Nancy Reagan campaign on drugs. And if that doesn't work, maybe some flash ammo. The actor known for his comedic roles in Adam Sandler movies, etc., was in no joking mood Saturday upon hearing some news that a third vaccine jab might be around the corner. As reports surfaced that the effects of the first two are wearing off in a matter of months. No way. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. That's breaking news of paper chooses. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that? No, I didn't. Rob Snyder did. <laughs> so Rob Snyder says, just say no and keep saying no. Over half the US population is continuing to say no in this unapproved experimental gene therapy. In the quotation marks, my body, my choice. Hashtag second amendment is for this. Oh, and there he is evoking it. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. So no more group hugs in the showers tonight. Get your guns. <laughs> the Americans now want to use guns against COVID. Right. So, okay. We'll get our AR-15s out and shoot the invisible virus. Yeah. Wow. No, if they, if they come out that's with this fucking third vaccine, that's bullshit. Absolutely yeah. no way. I haven't even got one yet. <laughs> I'll be fucking dead of something else before I get the third one. Wow. I'd love this is mad. You don't have a vaccine? Yeah. 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 No, I I, that's the truth of all the stuff I've been saying about all the vaccine. I do want them. And I only the only reason I actually want one now is because I won't be able to eat in restaurants if I don't get one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's they've made they've fucking they've drawn my hand there with that one. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. in the gas with the vaccine, like it's kind of it's kind of like I don't know, it feels like now with, with, with this conversation starting in America that you know, it was all China at the start because sure that's where the virus started and now it's how you deal with the virus. So, all right, we need a third shot, lads, and you're going to have to take it. And America is like, no. America no. says no. America would be the ones to say no, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. So even the comedians are saying, like, uh, Biden said in a conference, we'll be knocking at your door. And then the comedians had these things of, like, someone from Biden administration knocking on someone's door saying, now I'm just going to have to get you to take this. And, you know, <laughs> it just shows it in them. Yeah. Um, uh, Ireland wouldn't be the ones to say no, though, would they? It would be kind of like, ah, fine, you're fucking gone. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. We, we, I tell you, historians that have a field day with the COVID, how we react to it, because it's all reacting in the moment. Like, you know, it's... How did they deal with different ones? Like, how did, how, how did we deal with the Spanish flu? We just kind of let the weak die, was it? Uh, I don't... It, it spread. People didn't know about it. The reason why it was called the Spanish flu was because it was only it wasn't centered, censored in Spain. So, um, oh yeah, because yeah. they caught word of it, then it was it, because they released it about uh, news about it. Then they called it the Spanish flu. But it like, is, yeah. it just spread like wildfire. They didn't really. Um, there was no prevention mechanism, the measures or anything like. Uh, there was a sad story actually in Gori where. Um, they were burying someone from it and then they went back to the house and other people in the family had died from it you know so like that's how rampant I suppose you'd take it for granted they died that that soon would it like yeah like it was a it was a deadly flu like um, clearly Um, yeah we always get back Uh, to the old COVID the UK may soon ban boiling lobsters alive in a landmark bill that acknowledges that crustaceans and mollusks too are sentient beings so Jordan Peterson coming into play there saving the lobsters yeah, Sandy Mees. Have you ever had a lobster? No, no. No. Ash? no. Yeah. Yeah. Have you what had you... it from like boiled? Is that the only I've way you have it? Yeah. No, I've had a lobster. Um. Oh God, what's it called? The rice thing. The rice thing. Oh my God. Sushi. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. No. 
Paella. Paella. Ah, oh. yes, yes. So you didn't actually pick out your lobster from the tank no. and all. No, no. I've seen it though. You've have you seen the lobsters in restaurants? Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, it's so that's in England that, that you can't get that UK. service. Yeah, right. I've okay. seen them being cooked in a restaurant. Though. Just thrown into in, pot of life. Pot, yeah. Have you? Yeah. How would you describe it? Are you happy enough with it? See, they're kind of like the ones that I would have seen. They would have been um, like in a fridge. They wouldn't have been taken straight out of a tank. Oh, they right. don't squeal. You know, they like when you right. proteins and everything. Like mm. when they're thrown into the pot, they squeal. Mm, right. They do that, I think, if they've been taken directly out of a tank and put straight into a boiling pot of water. But if they've been out of water for like they're on the way for out for a long length of time i think they're already kind of like half right. comatose if that makes sense yeah you're doing them a favor really yeah whether that's more or less true i don't know mm. but yeah that's very interesting yeah. and they're probably happier about the ocean aren't they <laughs> 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 well, now I got a, a carvery dinner there in the Ashstone the other day, and that cow, yeah, used to be a cow. It is, yeah. There's no difference. What is the difference? I just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, um, we're doing a Lovegory video, and uh, like we, we did move from Kiarmany Farm to Redmond Farmhouse Burger. Mm. Like you know, yeah. Like, and, uh, <laughs> there is, there is, there has to be some sort of cognitive dissonances. Now what that yeah. is, it's like you're not really doing nothing wrong. You just blank it out, like. <laughs> But sure, the other end of that is being a vegan, and sure, that's us. It's guys that we and Roshi preserved on. <laughs> and we can't, it didn't change us one bit. No, one bit. sorry, Roshi. That's just the way it is. No. I, I did have more compassion for turtles, though. It just, yeah, the turtles. Yeah. And I've always, I always have. I wouldn't eat a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say you'd have it for ducks as well. Quack quacks. Mm. Yeah. Quack quacks, yeah. Yes, yes. And Milford. Shout out, Avian. Shout out, Avian. Are one of our patrons. <laughs> Uh, locals welcome newcomers at Milford Weir. This is in Carlow, and uh, residents there have let out 25 ducks onto the barrow. And mink uh, and other predators have posed a threat to the local ducks, and so they've added it there. And Tom Kelly of Balnebrana Milford Raheen Dorn Development Group, top class group for a player. Shout out. Namas. Shout. <laughs> uh, says that it's great to have them in the area. The children get great value from them. I bring my two little grandchildren and they love it. I'm mm. sure they do. Mm. Uh, generally, their mortality is very good and they are there a long time. They go away and breed and come back. They are looked after. They are part of the community. <laughs> I love that. They're part of the community. They're the same lads that do the lotto. They're, they're just the same lads that drink their pints on a Friday night. They're one of us. Now, there you are now. Isn't that great? That is great. Uh, the gun club in Old Lachlan has provided ducks in the past as part of conservation efforts. Oh, there's another cognitive. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the gun doing that? They're the ones shooting yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, fair play to them. And separately, around 50 ducks have recently been added to the barrow in the Lachlan Bridge and Banknell's Town area. So, fair play to County Carlo and their ducks. Congrats, lads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ducks are the ultimate predator. Are they? Do you know that? No. Because they have mastered uh, land, sea, and air. Oh. They can do it all. Very interesting. Yeah, no, they don't actually predate anything, so that kind of doesn't make them the ultimate yeah. predator, but they're the ultimate prey. Yeah. They're uh yeah, you can tell by their um their have you ever had a duck egg? Yes. Fierce protein in that now. There is pro- oh, a lot yeah. of fat in it. Really? Yeah, a lot of fat, very high in fat, very yeah. satiating. I like it now. I'm a fan of an old duck egg. Mm. Um Antarctica, Michael. What about it? Just a nice little segue there. Mm. Uh so in Antarctica, they reckon there's around 1,000 to 1,100 people live on Antarctica. Really? Yeah. And they reckon that the max number that a com- of a community where everyone knows each other in it is somewhere around 11 to 1,200. Oh, sorry, there's 1,000 to 1,100 in it. So there is a, there's, a, there's a theory there to say that everyone who lives on Antarctica knows each other. 
personally, oh, which wow. is cool. And Antarctica is a continent, like. Jeez. So everybody who lives on the continent knows each other. That's amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to go there? Yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah. But it takes so long to get there. Really? I don't know if you can even fly there. I think you have to go on a boat. I think you go from the bottom of South America. Right. Down on a boat into Antarctica from there. Yeah. And there's parts of Antarctica that no one has ever flown over. So they don't know what it looks like. Wow. Jamie, man. And they reckon some parts of it could be warm. Really? Apparently so. That's incredible. That is. I w- and wouldn't you love to know the story of any of these people that are in Antarctica? If you're <laughs> in Antarctica <laughs> and you have your Wi-Fi, thanks to Air Fiber Bob, and if you want to uh, or Wizzy. reach out to us. Or Wizzy, yes. I'm sure Wizzy reaches out. <laughs> That's a good one, Mark. Yeah. Did you know, Mark, according to the Offaly Independent, mm. that over 95% of our cut flowers, the ones that you buy in a flower shop, they're imported. And it involves significant air miles. And so the uh, Irish cut flower growers are growing, so to speak, mm. uh, as they wish to provide a homegrown and sustainable alternative. Oh, very good. Very interesting. Yeah. One woman is Fiona Ferguson. There's Fiona with her flowers. Shout out, Fiona. Shout out. And uh, yeah, Fiona used to farm bees, but now she's been doing cut flowers for the past four years. Mm. So fair play to her. Um yeah, it's all about the environment. And she says that there's a lot of plastic packaging and bringing them over here. And now she's cultivating floral abundance on her own farm. It's a part-time enterprise, but it's grown well. And so, um, yeah, she sells it at the farmer's market. And I suppose it's just another notion that we're going to embrace here in Ireland. Notion is right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? Okay, go. Now, I'm not saying I believe this stance. I'm just putting this stance out there. Mm-hmm. Is there any fucking point <laughs> in any of this? <laughs> In letting the hedges grow for the bees or like oh buying your not buying mm. your flowers from England. Right. Because we're moving close or to the sun at a rapid rate. Do they reckon was it like nine million years or something? We're gonna to get too close for life to sustain itself here. Right. It's going to happen anyway. I heard it somewhere, I can't remember where, but like it kind of put this whole problem or environmental thing back on us mm. so why do we want to save the planet it's because we want to save us because we think like the planet is going to be fine no matter what yeah. lads yeah it's uh it's more human beings you know it's it's a more survival instinct of we need to save the planet because we're at stake we need to save our genes mm. yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah well we are a fucking cancer on the planet aren't we <laughs> i know that's it's a terrible way of looking at it but like isn't there a fellow that argued against peterson or something that um that the human being we shouldn't bring humans into the world yeah yeah that was in his that. book yeah no i don't get that either it, we do we sort of it's a intrinsic thing to us isn't it to propagate our genes and mm. make sure they keep going on and on that's kind of the only important thing to us but like if you look at cities and you look at like mining and fracking and things like this like we're destroying the earth itself the thing that sustains us to create things for ourselves technology and cars and fossil fuels and stuff mm. like this like we're eating into the thing that actually gives us life for our, our own benefit like and we're destroying other species to do it as well uh, i know i just said vegans are <laughs> stupid but like and i don't believe this stance either like i do i'm on the other side like i think that <laughs> from the selfish <laughs> point of view we should be trying to you know make life better for humans but there is a, there's a 50 50 there like there's an economy yeah, like there is mm. yeah yeah, the whole thing is bad, isn't it? Like, and it's just 
Sure, it's a minefield as well. Like when you think about, like I think the 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 storage it takes for our phones it has an environmental impact as well, doesn't it? Like you know, I think there's no end to this really. That the data is backed up through, like the more data that we have in our phones, the more it needs to be backed up, and the more that needs in to the be cloud. Up than in the cloud, yeah. But how do we power the cloud only through machines? Where is the cloud? Yeah, good question. Isn't <laughs> what it? is the cloud? <laughs> Who is the tax man? <laughs> Russia, yeah. Michael. Oh, yeah. What Rory Heffernan. Shout out Rory. Shout, and out, shout Rory. out his Snapchat stories. So right. Rory had a, a picture on his story of an atlas, basically, yeah. saying they made Russia way too big. Look at that, like, absolutely no need for it. Russia Look at the size of Russia. It is so big. And that's all run by Putin. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it's it? It's such a... Like, they're... Are they a communist state? Um... They used to be anyway. They don't, but they're not really democracy anyway. They're really, they're not. I don't. Are they socialist? Ten fun facts about Russia. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Moscow has more billionaires per capita than anywhere else in the world. Wow, Jamie Mac. Seventy nine, according to Forbes. Jamie. Moscow has the third busiest metro in the world. Oh, boring. <laughs> Russians are taught not to smile in school. Wow. Why is that? Russia regularly takes place in the world's least friendly countries <laughs> on lists of the world's least friendly countries. Yeah. I personally think that Russians are misunderstood. Our G-Adventure CEO, Daria, told us that Russians are taught not to smile in school. And despite being met with scowls, most Russians were friendly and willing to help us translate or point us in the right direction when temporarily lost. But it's still, maybe I didn't catch it. Why did they not want us to smile in school? It, it doesn't say why. It no. just says that they do. Right. Uh, Russians have a lot of superstitions. So from rubbing a dog's paw, but only with your left hand, for money, to making a wish you could success, to making a wish if you could successfully toss a coin into Peter the Great's boot. We learned a lot about superstitions. I read that Uh Yeah, they have a lot of superstitions. Russian brides go on a city tour after getting married. Russian women really do walk around in six-inch heels. If you spent two minutes looking at uh, each exhibit in the Hermitage, it would take you six years to see everything. Wow. So that must be a museum that they have. Yeah, visit. yeah, wow. the Hermitage. That's incredible. The village of Suzdal is fifteen is only fifteen square kilometers, but it has an incredible fifty-three churches. St. Petersburg has three times as many bridges as Venice. Wow. Uh, the Trans-Siberian Railway crosses eight time zones and goes through eighty-seven cities and towns and crosses sixteen rivers, including the Volga. Wow. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Would you ever like to have grown up in a different country? Like yeah. would you like to have I was grown talking up in I was thinking about this today. I can't remember where it was. Texas. I would yeah. like to have been from Texas. Hmm. Yeah. There was a <laughs> I was watching a video of a news article in somewhere in Vancouver and there was they were giving out about these uh, vandals that were vandalizing with graffiti on the walls and they were putting obscene things like but it was like words that weren't really curse words but they were putting like anus and shaft up oh. really high on buildings so they couldn't clean them <laughs> off and one of them came to the last one was big Texas comer someone had wrote on the wall <laughs> I, I just thought that was fantastic <laughs> So, yes, I'd like to be a big tex- Texas cover. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. What about you? Where, where would you like to be? Um, ooh, Italy, I'd say. Italy? Yeah. That's... Italy or Australia or something. Why? Why? Italy? Italy just has it. Just, uh, and we're recording this just before the Italian. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Euro's final. Yeah. But it, it, there's just a sort of a, we eat as much as we like and we, we smoke we just the secret be our best friends. Right? And, yeah, yeah, it's all just free sex and free yeah. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Bread, bread, yeah, yeah. carbs and loaded up on pasta. Pasta, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ashton, where would you like to be a grown up? 
Steps Park. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I wanted to live in Gory. I wanted to live in a house estate in Gory. Yeah. I told my mum that I wanted to move into Gory from here. And now there's absolutely no way I'd ever want to do that. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. When we were kids, that's all we wanted to live in a housing estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's always one of the crack yeah. and the people yeah. around you. Out on the green. Because yeah. you always hear of your friends like knocking on each other's door. Like, knock for each other after school mm. yeah and you used to love doing it when you went there to play like, like oh we'll go up to such and such and we'll knock for them yeah that's interesting yeah do you ever have that inclination though no no, no. do you ever have any weird things as a child like in that kind of regard because I, I had one I wanted to be Andrew Stamp when I was younger I told my parents I would change my name to Andrew Stamp I don't even like the name Andrew <laughs> and I was going to go live with the Stamps and I was going to Fort Liverpool was that, do you think, look back at it, do you think it's way into living with Gavin? I think that, so, yeah. But I don't, know, I don't know why I needed to change my name. Yeah. It was just I complete assimilation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just burn my bridges. <laughs> Hello, Paddy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hello, Dad. <laughs> I don't know. That's East Square. Mm. Uh, did I have any weird yokes? Um I'm sure I did, but none real spring to mind straight away. I'm sure I, I'll come to them after. Uh, let me take another one of these bad boys. Um, there was an outdoor compl- or concert there in Westmeads. They had a driving concert in Kilbegan, and uh, there was a lot of guitar players on stage, and it was to mark yeah, American Independence Day. And, uh, yeah, take it to the limit. The Eagles tribute band had a packed uh, audience at the driving concert, and people had come from Cork, Tyrone, Donegal, and Kerry, so um, there you are now. <laughs> that's, that's that that was for the Fourth of July, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. But um, and did you see in all, uh, America uh, they're tearing, tearing down the fucking yokes uh, the Queen Elizabeth? Oh, or yeah. in Vancouver they pulled down a big um, statue of her anyway with a lot of ropes. All these protesters and people with purple hair. That's gas. Well, I I love to see the relocation of these posters. I don't get why they have to just come down. And that's it then. That's yeah, what are, you, what are you going to put in the place of it? Like RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> McGregor with the bandy. McGregor. Oh, shout out McGregor. <laughs> McGregor. What about it though? Elegant I... in the feet as usual. Oh, yeah. No, gosh. <laughs> I hear the post match interviews really uh, went down well with yeah. Uh, Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, did Rogan say anything about it yet? Oh, not yet. No. no but uh, like. Something about accusations of bigotry, or not bigotry, but uh, poor behavior with. Uh, McGregor of cheating. Um, oh? McGregor was accused of cheating by um, the other fella, Poror. Oh, yeah. what did he say? Oh, because he was pulling his gloves down. down. Yes, yeah, that was it. That that was it, it yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like McGregor uh, got bet and he was sort of sit- lying on the ground and like McGregor, Joe Rogan had to interview him while he was sitting down on the ground because his ankle was broke. Yeah. And then while Poirier was walking out of the ring, he started shouting him, your wife's in my DMs, your wife's in my DMs, you fucking rat or something, I don't know. But like, that's, that's not how you lose. <laughs> like, you're lying on the ground, he literally bet the shit out of you. Like, yeah. So yeah. Poirier was the better man. Yeah, well, I didn't see it now, but I've I seen some of the other fights and he was like, Poirier is a better right. fighter. McGregor is 32 now and like he's sort of, sort of past it. Right. And yeah, Jamie. he doesn't seem to be the same man. Even in the the interviews leading up to it, like he just didn't have the same air about him. Right. He sort of had an air of desperation. I found off him. So interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking back on this one, they they toppled down the poster or the statues because uh, they were protesting the Commonwealth's treatment of indigenous peoples. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? like why? I don't know. There you is bring... there, there's a point to it, like isn't there? That we but. 
There is, but like how you br- you've brought down the statues. Is that it then? That's it now. Your trauma's over. Yeah. Go in peace. Love, so the Lord. Thanks. No, not those people. They're arrested now. Are they? For well, tearing I, down I'd, the I'd, I'd imagine so. That's not something that you're going to get away with. Like, you can't go tear. If I tore down the monument, do you think people are like, ah, oh, sure. <laughs> you know, that's how Mark deals with his own emotional issues. <laughs> tore down the monument. Yeah, but they, I, I assume that the people tearing them down, like, there are other people that are actually the impacted ones. Like, are there indigenous people? Like, who tore down? Who tore yeah, down the statues? I don't know if it was <laughs> even the indigenous people. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's all about the unmarked graves. There's a. Apparently there were unmarked graves, just like what we had in June, that there were similar things in um, in Canada. Um, so it's awful. Yeah, it's sad. Did you ever go to Glenlock and see the unmarked graves there of the babies Are and they? stuff? The ones that weren't christened, I think. Don't oh, they yeah. get unmarked graves? Yeah. That's When my, my father told me when he was born, that when he as soon as he was born, like they took the baby away from the mother and got it christened and then brought it back, just in case the baby died. Back then, like, that wasn't that long ago, mm. that was 50, 60 years ago. Like, Jenny, yeah, it's bad, doesn't happen anymore. No, not, yeah, no, so yeah, isn't change fascinating? Like, I think maybe we've discussed it before, but like, we've probably seen the most change in Ireland in the last six years. Like, it's just six it's years, amazing. 60, 60, years. oh, definitely, yeah, like, like, but it's been rapid. Like, I suppose getting back to rapid, but like, it, it, it's probably it is for the good, but like, it's it's change. Like, it's all the same. It's like I know some authors said it that we skipped the twentieth century. We just went from right from the nineteenth to the twenty first. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. It, is it changing too fast? Like, um, are we forgetting a lot know. of like? There's obviously some value to culture. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Mark. I don't know. I suppose we save it in different ways. Like, I don't know. Like, we have the likes of Mike the Fortune going around and taking videos of lads and you know saying yeah bring back the bridges cross and that type of thing like you know it's not hmm. know, what would you like to bring back mm. I'd say bring back Halloween uh, Halloween yeah I'd like a more authentic Halloween right Um, what else would I like I'd like a fair a fair yeah mm. you know the way like they use markets hot. yeah dance house yeah they're a classic yeah mm. We never got the dance halls or show bands or anything like yeah. that. We got fucking Storm Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> I never went to that. Or I think I might have went know. once. Might have went once. Went once, yeah. I had a... Mm. Junior results like that. Yeah. And the phone parties, they throw... Yeah. Ridiculous. 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 <laughs> think of the clown. Foam. <laughs> Come on, lads. In the fucking bouncy dance, dance floor out in the beacon. <laughs> what? what were we thinking? Oh, what were we thinking? Why are nightclubs gone to, gone all together now as well? Do you think? I think I don't know. Ash, what do you reckon? Like I know women prefer nightclubs to men. Men go to nightclubs and pretend to enjoy them to find women there. <laughs> do you think? But women like dancing. Yeah. You I find know. me a straight man who likes dancing, and I'll find you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> we were there's a nightclub over lessons there in Leopardstown Racecourse, but it's closed now. Ninety two. Mm, Ninety club ninety two, but. There's something about it that's more authentic than the upstairs of a 64 or some sort. I think or it's the sticky floor. Yeah, sticky floor. Mm. The fact that it's a it's a race course in the daytime and it's a nightclub at the nighttime, you know, that that uh, dual uh, clash of identity. And you're able to get in, in there from when you're about 15. Mm. Yeah, that helps. It's a big factor. Mm. Yeah. Getting in free to places as well. Oh, and you could always get in free there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a big, big thing. Isn't uh, it? It's a big ego boost, isn't it? When you get it is, free, yeah. yeah. And looking back at it, like you're willing to 
get the stamp in the pub. You're in. You, what was before half eleven? You get the stamp and you go back to McGovern's. You know. Yeah. You know, oh, I remember that. Yeah, you mm. go up and get the stamp and then go back down. Yeah. And you go, half eleven, right, lads. We may go up and get a stamp and come back. Yeah. I yeah. remember that because it was more expensive later, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they started charging later or something. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be with the days. Gotta be with the days. Yeah. Because I drank a, I drank a can and a half a cider last night and I was hungover when I woke up this morning. Wow. That's Mark, bad. This like, is it must be annoying. It's so annoying. Like, because I don't get drunk. Or, or and are you, is it the same when you're on the IPAs and those trendy yeah. beers? Yeah, I, beer makes me worse. Beer kind of makes me hungover before I'm drunk. Mm. Cider isn't as bad. But yeah, one I had some weird yoke. Uh, actually, if Roshan Kinsler is listening, I'm sorry, I drank it. It was hers. <laughs> some fucking lime and kiwi yoke or something. And right. I just drank a can of rock, sure. But I was hungover then today. No. 26 now in three weeks and I think it's beyond me like my life has passed me by what's left you've got a very low point yeah <laughs> Ryan it's a pity you didn't join <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah we kind of covered this with uh, with Sean Sheridan as well it's just like there's a point where you kind of have to let go of it yeah it's gone but I'm would you not more. become a Guinness drinker is that not what you graduate to or in the world or? yeah I think so a lot of people drink Guinness now because sure people wouldn't drink Guinness before but now that you're allowed to drink pints again I think everyone is going out and drinking Guinness and mm-hmm. posting photos or a Guinness but uh, Guinness is grand like but it's it's not all it's cracked up to be either mm. I think we should all just stop drinking do you think yeah I think so As someone was telling me about uh, you know talking about drugs or whatever and I said I try it once even heroin and if I liked it I try it twice <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> They're getting big into the speaking of drugs. Mm. Um I know Tim Ferriss has been banging on about for a good few months now, but like yeah. it seems like they're getting close to saying this is the way now psilocybin can be used in, in mental health treatment. Mm. Because of the openness, the way it peels back the layers and you're more open and in treatment it's very interesting it's just the more big the bigger colleges are starting to look at it now because it's got to a stage where all right that mdma stuff works you know yeah it's very effective for trauma people who are at war and stuff mdma yeah. therapy but like it's not the same thing as going to fucking uh, electric picnic and taking a lot of ecstasy mm. like you're with there with a guide like and you sort of whatever emotions come up with you while you're there they talk through those they talk through yeah. the traumatic experience and stuff like mm. it's a full it's uh pe- like people that are adverse to it don't really realize what they're doing with it like yeah they're opening up areas of the subconscious and then talking through them it's a form of psychotherapy yeah like a very it's like psychotherapy on steroids like yeah but uh do you, do you ever like i don't know that ever happened in ireland it probably it'd be great if it happened in ireland yeah i think there's a well, lot of people that brendan kelly said that ketamine is being tried in trinity college or something and tala and he said yeah. that there are loads of people come forward for um do you think it ever come for ireland yeah, what do you mean by that, Mark? Like, do you um, reckon you'll ever see psilocybin as a form of therapy for depression or end-of-life sort of therapy here? So that's a big aspect of uh, using psilocybin mushrooms is the end-of-life acceptance. People who are, are dying, they give them these psychedelic trips and it reframes their view on death Yeah, and how they see it and then they, they more willfully accept BJ over. Miller, have you heard the podcast? He's from no. the Zen Hospice and he he kind of expressed an open-mindedness to that because, um, yeah, he's helped thousands of people to die and, like, we just think it, um, it loosens the... I suppose it's the whole idea that, you know, if someone is distressed, 
okay so is it this is it what sort of mental health illness is this and then oh no it's actually existence okay so what do we do there well then you could bring in you know that's it was interesting to describe that process because um i suppose over the last 50 years we've seen a, a more I, th I think there's only starting to be a pushback on drugs in the last few years whereas for the last 50 years maybe drugs held center stage in treating mental health and i'm not talking about drugs in in the term form ketamine i'm talking mm. about you know ones that probably uh, treat the behavior but not the source yeah a plaster on it like yeah yeah they're like the antidepressants do have their side effects like mm. as even like nearly any any specialist you talk to in the field of mental health will tell you that there are side effects like we had your mm. one there um Eva, Dr Eva yeah, Drury sure. telling us about the effects they can have on your sexual health yeah antidepressants and then there's other forms with like weight gain and things like that mm. like there is there is a place for antidepressants because being uh, impotent or being I'm sorry I shouldn't have laughed when I said that but being impotent or being uh overweight is better than being dead right if yeah. you're going to kill yourself, you're taste, planning suicide. It? It's yeah. better to take an antidepressant that will keep you alive, mm. even just short term. So then you can come off them and then work mm. on becoming a whole human being again. But if it's down to where, you know, it's it's life or death, I think that is the place for him. But I don't think if you're just feeling sad or, you know, like you're stressed out at work or you're you're in a, a lot of arguments with your spouse or whatever that mm. antidepressants are the answer i, I don't yeah. think so i think that's a bad long-term strategy i think long term it will make things worse mm. so things like this i think like the the psilocybin for yeah. uh, clinical depression and things like that are a far better way of doing it mm. and it's a once-off it's eight hours and then it's over yeah is that it janey it's man. an eight-hour experience that's mad janey um Another news, there's a woman in Bettystown uh, in Drogheda and she's painting the wall. Uh, she used, um, she used, she got three schools to help her. <laughs> she used three schools to help. <laughs> um, yeah, so on, she's been working on the new Bettystown Road and she got three schools there in Bettystown to help her out. They were working on a 115 metre wall and they've coloured it with beautiful images there. A lot of Celtic type of imagery there. We've got the spirals, the sun rising, ohm stones, and it's evoking that uh, Celtic past there from around Newgrange and that there in in East Meath and so they started there on June 1st they finished it just before they got their holidays there on June 25th and so it looks great so fair play to them it's no football <laughs> Paddy Blues Paddy Blues yeah. surely to God someone has seen that in yeah. a position of authority well authority or a shout out to the owners of Paddy Blues <laughs> I'm sure they've seen it like Jenny we could use the blue plate there that we have left over yeah there's no way you don't see that. Should we should we take it upon ourselves, Mark, to get a tin of blue paint and paint over? No the, way. No, no way. Okay. That's a cultural landmark to me now. <laughs> okay. That's the, a new That's up there with the Anytime I see it, I'm like, ah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I drive by it sometimes on purpose just so I can see it. Like, <laughs> it's so funny that it just says fuck on the wall. Who, who like, who said, oh, here's my chance now to express myself. Like, yeah. Fuck in capital letters on the wall mm. of Paddy Blues. Yeah. That's our own version of Big Texas Comer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mick Wallace was in Jimmy's. Shout out to Mick I've Wallace. I've seen that. Yeah. What was he doing? I don't know. It looked like we're having the right time. As Ashton pointed out, there's 42.70 on the table. Um, you know, so I'd say there, I don't know. Oh, in, in uh, money, like? In the, yeah, it is a great photo, like, in fairness. It's just. Um, I would be better spent on a new t shirt, I think. <laughs> like, look at that. Or a haircut. Yeah, where's the rest of his t shirt? <laughs> 
Look at that look. Was he having pints or was he just shaking a few hands? Well, Jimmy's having a pint. Jimmy's having a pint. Um, there's no pint for Mick. No pint for Mick, just the mask. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? Oh, there might be something to the side there. Maybe a bit of oh, a, I think uh, Shandy or something. Shandy. Oh. <laughs> um, and shout out to Paul Boyle. He uh, mm. got his first cap for Ireland in the rugby. So yeah. shout out, Paul. Bit of a fall from Grace from the Mellows, Harlan. Yeah, yeah. yeah he couldn't make it, but you know, it's know. good to have a plan B sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. It's great, isn't it? Like an Irish rugby player. It felt great seeing him come on, all right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. You watched it, did you? We did, yeah. Mm. Ash and I watched it there, yeah. How did he go when he came on? Oh, yeah, sure. He was in. He was behind the man that was getting over the line for the try in, in the very distinct rugby language that, that you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was near the action anyway, and uh, I'm sure he did very well. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't understand rugby. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he was in, in amongst the, the, the action there. Apparently, it was a very positive win for Andy Farrell because he saw all his subs do well. So. Uh, because big lads are out in the lines and that's uh, class, isn't it? Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, there's no other Irish rugby players from around here, is there? Shane Byrne, no, uh, shout out Shane Byrne, yeah. And the Popwell, and um, he there was a Popwell man that played for uh Ireland, he was very good and he was from Gory. Well. Popwell, yeah, P O double P E from the Gory Rugby Club, was he? E double L, yeah, very good, yeah, there we are now. Um, what else have we got in the world of news? Oh yeah, oh no, yeah. I was going to say we we were about to talk around Devon and we'll have him on there shortly. But yeah. do you remember the story about um he rode from Aberystwyth in Wales over, no oh, sorry, from Arklow to Aberystwyth in Wales, and that's part of the reason why we're having him on. Yeah. But fifty years ago, Mark, there was yeah. a four or five lads in a pub in Courtown. They were around sixteen or seventeen, and they said, "Will we go to Wales tomorrow?" And they did. So they got together in a boat and. Yeah. Um, it must have been a rowing boat, yeah. And they were, or it was a canoe, sorry. It was a canoe, and it's in Redmond's, the 19th bar in Courtown. And they rowed um, over to Fishguard. And it was such a story that BBC were there on their arrival, and uh, they had only just brought with them cans or bottles of Lucasade and this type of thing. Um, Jesus. So, How long did it take? Uh, I think it took a day because. Um, yeah, but it was it was such a risky endeavour in that you know they could have met a sandbank. They could have, you know, there was no. There's no um, precautions. Yeah, waves. Waves, yeah. (laughs) The basic stuff, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they anticipated that. (laughs) Yeah, but um, (laughs) as they said themselves, it seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) But their parents weren't too happy, I think, when they came back. Um, So they, yeah, they were all, there were were four lads, 18, 20, 21. And um, they they actually used a little compass to set out and... uh, not sure how long it actually took. There wasn't a ripple on the water, they said, though. And um, the, a major search was launched because they didn't know where they had gone. They never told their family or anything. So the lifeboat was out and everything. They told the BBC, but not their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they got the boat back. And then uh, when they arrived in Rosslare, they decided, sure, seeing their parents on the on the quayside, they got the... They, they thought they were in trouble. So they decided to... Get, um, Paddle back to Courtown from Rosair instead, so they really tried to avoid their oh, <laughs> their beaten. But then when they returned home, they got a hero's welcome. I love this about mm-hmm. Ireland. They got uh, there was over a thousand people there on uh, in Courtown, and the pipe band and the from Bra- Bra- band welcomed them back. When was this in the seventies? Was it uh, fifty years ago? So yeah, I'd say around the seventies. What yeah. are the names of the people? Well, Peter Sinnott is one from uh, Ballygarrett. Uh, mm, Oh, I don't know now, Mark. Peter Donegan, they were from Courtown. 
and Seamus Organ, but he died a few years ago. Yeah, there are three lads, sorry. Peter Sinnott, Peter Donegan, and Seamus Organ. Shout out to ye lads. There you are. So, there you are. Wasn't that some story for them? Fair play, Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bit of uh, go in them anyway. You know? And like this challenge, has Ryan done it yet? Or is he? Ryan did doing... it on the 1st of July. I'm sure you tell us all about it, but he sat out at the spire. Then he went a really back arse way um, running through from the spire through the Wicklow Mountains, through Powers Court Lake, down through the spine of Wicklow County. Like he didn't go to the end of Yeah. And then when he got to Arklow, hopped in a rowing boat with a mate of his and two lads that were kind of there for health and safety reasons. Landed in Aberswinth, which is 96 miles from Arklow, then ran from Aberswinth to, or could have been cycled, could have been cycled, Aberswinth to London um, and arrived in the Shard in London. Really good. Story. There's a lot to him, this Ryan Devon fella from Scarn across an inch. So looking forward to having a chat with him. Mm. I'd say he's out as do you think it's coming home? I hope not. I do hope not. Someone uh text or my mother was saying earlier, someone sent a text saying uh when the only appropriate time to support England is when they're playing Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> and that may as well be our flash flood today. Yeah. <laughs> I think a flash flood would definitely agree with that sentiment. That's a good one, yeah. Um Cool. I've been watching a lot of murder stuff lately. Oh yeah, Sophie just gone to Pontier. What's that? Oh, no. <laughs> that's the second one. I'm tall talking about this. This is the French woman who was murdered in West Cork 20 years ago. All right. And uh, there's been two documentaries released. One by uh, Jim Sheridan on Sky Atlantic, and the other one is on Netflix. And mm. um, it's all crime. It's all mm. about because the murder. Ian Bailey is the man who was purported to have. Well, oh Jenny, we're not going to go there. Ian Bailey is mentioned in the whole saga. Who's Ian Bailey? He was a reporter. Ian Bailey was he was actually a reporter at the time, but um he, he was arrested um at least twice and he was actually found guilty in absentia. Um so he wasn't there in France, but French, a French court decided he was guilty without him being of there, the murders. Of the murder mm. of Sophie. Um so sorry, but you were on a crime binge. What's this about? Oh, so I watched uh well the first one was a sort of horror Friday the thirteenth film. Have you seen that? No. Ash I've seen the one with your man Jason. No, I recent don't think one, so. Recent one that came out. It's very good, actually. Normal right. horror films aren't good, but this one was good. And I had horrendous nightmares afterwards. Really? Horrendous. Like, I woke up <laughs> woke up in the middle of the night. I don't know what I was dreaming about. I don't remember any of it. But I, I slapped Breed in the middle of the night. And I go, Breed, Breed. And she goes, what? And I, she goes, I go, they can't cancel it if you're not famous. And then I turned back over and went back asleep. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And then, like, today I was watching that uh, Ripper documentary or whatever. Oh. About Jack the Ripper? Uh, I don't know, was it Jack? The Yorkshire Ripper. Oh, okay, right. right. About them. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, just a coincidence, that book, remember the Laws of Human Nature, Robert Greene mm. I was reading, in that, it came up recently in as well, that like, the reason we're so attracted to these things, uh, like the, the serial killer documentaries and crime and murder and stuff, is that that's all repressed parts of our psyches. And we get to see, lead them, live them out in these scenarios that we watch. Mm. Do you know, that's why we're so engaged to it. Uh, I heard a phrase before that if it bleeds it leads so like in stories and news and stuff like murder is what everyone wants to yeah that's what they want to follow because that's it's we live in a civilization and you know it's not okay to have these things and these things are all like we shouldn't do them but there still exists in us like the shadow the dark part the the Genghis Khan and all of us like that that that's what's attracted to that and we finally get to live it out and sort of experience a true living vicariously through these scenarios it's fascinating isn't it yeah it's only true accepting that dark past part that like y- you can feel whole as well you know i mm. suppose 
and th- those who claim to be the best and the goodest and you know they're the ones who are, are they 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 are they really fucking have it the worst because they don't see it in themselves they yeah. can't see that part of themselves mm. so they don't want to believe it's true do you think that's what we're missing from social media that you know we we have to purport the positive and the good but mm. yes there, there's a dark mm. side as well but sure, i suppose we can't yeah i don't know it's just the danger if we live through our phones and we forget that who you actually we have are that. yeah yeah mm, interesting wonder has this man integrated this in himself this man is liam fenlon he's 79 years young and he ran uh, 90 kilometers. He's Longford's marathon man. And so he did um, a Comrades Marathon, which is a 90 kilometer slog. He did it in 15 hours and eight minutes. Fuck. Some going. Um, yeah, so he did it around Longford Town. And um, yeah, apparently it's a first for someone like him to have done it. Um, the father of three is humble as he's relaxed about his record breaking exploits and having completed 333 marathons. And now this is his first ever ultra marathon. He started running at 42. He's, um, after getting down to three hours and eight minutes of a marathon at 53, and he just wants to keep going as long as he can. Well, that's certainly what he's doing. And um, he says it's very good for the mind. It's much better for the mind than it is for the body. And he'd recommend anyone and everyone to at least exercise. Definitely, it helps you to have a stressful, definitely it helps you if you have a stressful job. If you go out and do three or four miles, you don't have to do 20 miles. But I guarantee when you come back in and have a shower, you would feel an awful lot better. Yeah. Wow. He's right. Too, that isn't great it? quote. Yeah. I like that. It's all simple. It's factual. Yeah. Like, yeah. You need yeah. it. Uh, would you ever consider an ultramarathon? Uh, yeah. I need to get back into any sort of long distance extra. Mm-hmm. You get kind of, yeah. Um, I'd love to do it. I don't know. It sounds like an excuse, but like, uh, like GA and stuff, it doesn't work. They yeah. don't go well together. So like, I'm, <laughs> I have this idea that when I stop playing GA, I'm going to start doing long distance running. Oh, but then okay. my fear is that, like, am I going to be too old then? Isn't a gas with the running thing? There's this kind of myth. Is, I don't know, maybe it's not myth. The whole thing that oh, running on the roads is bad for you. But like mm. I say, smoking is bad for you. And alcohol is bad yeah, for you. Sitting but down in the chair, yeah. yeah. Fucking <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is bad for you. <laughs> we don't, yeah. It's a funny one, isn't it? We kind of... It's an excuse we give ourselves. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, we're all going to die anyway. You have to pick your poison. Pick your poison. Yeah. That's it. I think I think the the downsides of sitting down all day and watching telly and stuff are probably worse than having sore knees. Yeah, like the the what you get from you know pushing yourself and being under pressure running like mm. that. The benefits of that far away the negatives. Yeah. I think the, you live a more positive, stress free life. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Because I found myself getting kind of no, not lazy, but like oh, it's so uh, easy. I hurt me like I hurt my hamstring, and I kind mm. of you know I was like, ah, sure, I'm injured now, and I just do my rehab and stuff like yeah. that. But like that was an excuse too. Like there's other stuff things I can do, and like I can be doing you know the ropes, upper body cardio type mm. things, and I I've started doing them again, and right. I'd say I feel at least like fifty percent better wow. because I've started doing that mm. and push myself, and like I was still lifting weights, I was still doing that, but it's not the same. It's not the same kind of thing as like the hard cardio for your mind, like you know lifting weights is fine and it is good for you but you need to really suffer like to enjoy the other aspects of your life yeah so is that like when you're training you do the weight stuff first all right but you always kind of end with as many rounds as possible or six minutes of hard stuff yeah get it out of your system yeah yeah for no other reason than that yeah no other reason than to make myself strain and sweat Mm. and grunt Mm. because you need that it's it's in your psychology or it's in your biology Mm. Any that like you were talking about things speeding up, but our, our our DNA hasn't sped up that fast. No, you still need to get these things out. Yeah, we still wow. have these flight or fight responses. Yeah, our body's still waiting for the fucking tiger. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the tiger now? The delivery van driver. Or something the delivery like van driver, the, the lady with blue hair, giving out to you for saying a bad word. Who's <laughs> <laughs> well, um, In other, a final uh, news story from Dolores Cahill. Um, she got 169 votes uh, in the Dublin Bay South by election, and Ashton found two political TikToks earlier this afternoon. And so late she found them. It was of a guard after 90 minutes. He was pretty exasper- asper- exasperated at this stage, and he was telling her that she need- needed to have to wear a mask to go into the council. Yes. Did you see the videos? I've seen the videos, yeah. Yeah. Was, were you impressed with the guard? I certainly was. Yeah, I was. Was it? She said to him, your mo- I hope your mother's proud of you. And he goes, My mother is very proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> Ecstatic. Yeah. yeah. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of spiders. <laughs> oh, was, oh, he was just very, very quick witted. Did that That's the only elected? way to do it. No, elected, no, no, no. Yeah. But you got, did you get 169 votes out of it? Yours and it's mine. 69. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> but yeah, like, who? Like, I suppose there is, there you have to, you're going to have these people, aren't you? Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, like, like there might be frustrations that, but like, isn't the world a better place? You know, well, maybe not for him because he, 90 minutes of his time was standing outside the door, not letting her. Oh my gosh. Your tax money went on his way to have to keep her from, but look, that's the way. Well, he not. deserves it. Oh, he deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he yeah. shouldn't but, like, have she's to. She's created a situation where, oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are these people who like, who de- deliberately want to argue with guards. Like, that's yeah. the last thing that would ever come into my mind is to argue <laughs> with a guard. Like, but these people start citing fucking numbers to him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. She goes to him, all police officers have to sign an oath or live by an oath or something. You have she to give says, me your number. It's in my back pocket. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You, what's your guard badge number? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm allowed to film you. It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. fine. Like, I was just asking why she you actually, were doing that. She actually said that because she's a peace commissioner, that she can uh, she was putting him under arrest it was a big oh, very peaceful of her. Yeah. <laughs> arresting a guard that's the way it is now yeah, yeah peace, peace overcomes all but you can't arrest guards but it's like <laughs> imagine going around arresting <laughs> who the fuck is this lady <laughs> but she used to be a lecturer in UCD and UCD kicked her out there because of her views on COVID oh um, yeah. she was wasn't wearing a mask or anything like that yeah and she was kind of becoming more aggressive and out Spoken in our views and so there you are now. You would look back fondly on your UCD days, would you? Yeah, I would. I know. Yeah, I, 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 you're a small, you're a small part of a big, big ocean. Like I think mm. there was twenty seven thousand students when I was there. Like you know, the yeah. size of Leitrim is around you. You know, so um, yes and no. Like yeah, could you have seen yourself as being one of these lifelong students? You know that does their. Oh yeah, undergrad, you, grad, PhD. You don't fully understand it, but no. James Hood told you that if he won the lotto, he would do a PhD, and yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. I would definitely I, be with him. It's oh. like it's like I don't know. It's like you being. It's like you saying you get a sauna and a gym in your own house when you yeah. have it, because like if you then have a PhD, you can explore any new area. You could decide I'm going to look at mental health in um, women between. You know, you can go as narrow uh, an area as you like. Like, and there's so much unexplored. Like, I know, I think I'm more interested in our mental health and the psyche and what's going on in our heads because I don't think we fully know everything about it. But mm. then I don't know basic science, but like, you know, I still have this wild view, mm. but as Ashton would vouch for. But, um, <laughs> But where is this coming from? Is that there is so much unexplored in in history terms in America? They're doing PhDs on marginalia, which is what people used to write in the margins of essays and books. 
Like we are so far away from that here in Ireland. So like it just PhD is where you feel like you can add value to the world in an area that has been totally unexplored and uncharted. Yeah. See, uh, I'd view the PhDs in a different light. Like, oh, go I, on. I see them. Would like, you see it as masturbation? I'd yeah, say man, mental masturbation. <laughs> and these lads who sit around in their trench coats, smoking rollies and drinking espressos, and then looking at people that are actually out there building infrastructure as the idiots, like ah, yeah. sitting under holes, fucking. Yeah, that's uh, that I, is the clash. Yeah, yeah. People are actually no contributing to society, building yeah. the fucking bridges, doing mm. the work. You're there reading about fucking. Freud's Something. hairstyle for yeah. two weeks and calling them idiots. Like. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But sure, that's that's the way it is. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world, but I don't. This man wouldn't change it either. Hmm. Do you think there's a lot going on in this? But I know we always comment on it. But like, why is it so dark, Mark? You know, like there's definitely an, an intention behind the photo here. Yeah, there is, isn't there? There's, hmm. It it sums him up like there's no um, facade about him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can tell the way he hurled who like yeah that 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 sums him up like. i like how my father always stands up for him because you know the way david it's it's lot because you know it's personality or whatever mm. I more power to him yeah but like uh being done did work there to get the, those players where they are now today so that's mm. why we're going to read from his book <laughs> 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 what page would you like there? uh oh 69 okay ha, no one's done it yet really no oh, i think right. someone done 68 Alright. <laughs> There's blood on page 68. Oh, wow. What's that line at the top of it? There's a quote there. Youth will come here and beat on my door and force its way in. It's from Hed- Henrik Ibsen. Mm. I never heard of that. Um, I suppose we'll go for, not for the first time, but for an entirely new reason. I nearly choked on my pint of Guinness and almost felt queasy. Surely this couldn't be right. Um. Oh, this is when he won the All-Star. But Cork Smos Mulcahy, one of game's superstars, came over straight away and congratulated me. I wasn't on Magic Mushrooms after all. I had actually won an All-Star. I think we read that line before. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Go for another we'll one. Go. Yeah. Um, one wag had said to me, what the Jesus do you want to go down to those outs for? It's boxing gloves. We read that before mm. as well. This is weird. We're getting through it. <laughs> um, Kush was not the fastest, but he was pushing the boat out and staying at the front for as long as he could before drifting back a bit. The winner in him was coming out. The winner uh, in him in was coming life. out. I love that. Shout I love out. that. The Shout winner out. is inside of us all today, Paper yeah. Chooses. <laughs> and that's why you're going to have a great week. Have a great week, guys. Yes. Yeah. If Keep you uh, check out our Patreon where Mark Halpin has given you a Gory Guardian briefing. Mm. Yeah. And, and if you see Ryan Davin, tell him we're looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. That's Namaste. all. Today.